Yo, 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 yo. What's going on? What's going on? What's popping, everybody? Uh, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Kicking It with Karma and Funk You Talking About. I'm Karma Custom. And of course, it's your girl, Vila Funk, in the building. What's happening, y'all? And boy, do we got some juice to talk about this week. So today, uh, we're going to talk about relationships, um, but more specifically, toxic relationships. Um, This week, uh, Caresha Please podcast was just released, uh, hosted by uh, Miss Young Miami from the City Girls um, on Revolt TV. So shout outs to her. Um, And her first guest uh, was Diddy, Diddy himself. Now, there's been some rumors for some time now the two of them have been seeing each other. And I don't know if it was orchestrated, to be honest, from his reaction. It seems as if he was kind of blindsided by her questioning. But they basically told her relationship status to everybody, you know, on her first episode. Um, One of the things they discussed was what are the craziest things that they have done for love? um vila what what is the craziest thing that you have ever done for love who <laughs> that is a great question oh my god well i would say man it's been a few different things i'll bring up the most okay. recent thing it was probably about a few years ago i was <clears throat> dating this guy and he lived probably like seven hours away from me or whatever. So I caught the plane to go see him every time I got. And I don't know. It, it just wasn't being reciprocated back. Like I was doing like some stuff, putting forth the effort to, you know, try and make it work and everything. And it felt yeah. like he wasn't on the same level like he he would talk about a bunch of stuff like yeah like I'm doing this I'm gonna get this and that but it really wasn't like happening yeah (laughs) and in my mind I thought like oh like whatever like he'll get there you know because he's basically in the same industry as we are in the fashion world and everything so I'm like oh like he'll get there or whatever like I'm not tripping like I've been knowing him for almost seven eight years like whatever I should just like stick it out but eventually that shit turned into some crazy stuff like he was talking like crap about my family like yeah it it was pretty crazy and of course this guy is going to remain nameless yeah but, um we won't give you that face up uh, to, to take that shine sir <laughs> yeah it was it was very, very hurtful yeah very hurtful and for me it was crazy because I never dealt with someone that would literally try and like hit me up and be up there trying to argue with me on the phone sis like oh, like, forget you, F you, like, I, like, ranting, like, ranting, and you know me, like, I don't like no drama, like, I'll finish it, you feel me? Yep, yep. I got no problem with that, but, yo, don't don't come to me with the the bull, you feel me? Like, I, no, no, this is not that. Yeah. Like, I would hang up on him and everything. It got so crazy to the point where I had to block him. 
Yeah. <laughs> I had to block this fool. Because he was acting crazy. Like, come on. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's over. Like, I don't even want to say. Like, why do I yeah. even have to say the words at this point? Like, it's over. It's like, you're blocked. Like, I'm done. Because you, you keep hitting me up on some crazy stuff. You feel me? Yeah. So that was, oh. that was for me. That was the the most toxic thing like I've been through so what about on the flip like a friendship what about a toxic friendship you ever had one of those mm, I don't know man like what what do you mean like toxic friendship like how can a it didn't toxic- have to it didn't necessarily have to start that way mm-hmm. but you ever you ever been in a friendship where over time it's kind of tried and it just goes sour? Like either the person sh- kind of shows their true colors in the end or like, I don't know, whatever. What it, It's energy that you got to kind of like sever the whatever that friendship was. Yeah. I, well, okay, I can say I've been like, I've noticed now recently that I was toxic for like some friendships Mm. so like what what kind of stuff do you mean like what what did you think was toxic well I feel like I had a lot of friendships where people like believed in me and like my brand and who I was and everything and I wasn't necessarily putting forth the steps that was necessary you know to like like show like people like yeah like I believe in myself like I care about myself Mm. and I'm Mm. gonna do things that's gonna better me and like make me win in life and make me happy yeah like they were pouring all this great energy into me and stuff all the time but I wasn't like giving it back so yeah I I was really toxic in a lot of friendships and that was hard to admit because I didn't think that was the case at that time I just felt like well damn like if they're my real friend like they should just be my friend like no matter what but nah like you can't keep doing that yeah and like it it was a hard lesson for me to learn because then I was like damn well that's why I'm not friends with this person anymore you know that's a brave thing to admit yo like watching young Miami's podcast and hearing Judy say that he believed that he was a toxic person I'm like dang like you admit that out loud you would tell people that like that's brave though that's and that's real you gotta respect it because somebody is telling you basically that they working on themselves and they're not you know if you coming into the situation thinking they prince charming or whatever like you will be in for a rude awakening yeah a lot of people kind of want to show you one side of them or one perception of them and then you get into it and then they just chill. <laughs> like, they just fall back. Like, all right, I'm good. I ain't got to try no more. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, you're like, Let's hey, we just got started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a real thing out here, though. Like, me, personally, I've never really been a relationship person like that. Like, I've always been kind of to myself, like, I don't really talk about my relationships. I don't even post relationship shit because I yeah. just—it's nobody's business. Yeah, I'm hundred percent with you on that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Where do you learn how to be in a relationship with someone? You know what I'm saying? Is it supposed to come from your parents or your friends or like what? Because 
Mm. I mean, me at this point, I don't really know how to be in a relationship because I feel like there's work and the things I love to do with my close friends and family, of course. But then when it comes to a a relationship, it's like, damn, like, it's cool. Like, we can have fun for a minute, like, if we going somewhere. But then I'm like, dang, I would really have to prepare my mind to actually like live with someone if we're in a committed relationship one day or yeah uh it's for me it's like a lot <laughs> I don't know how people do it I feel you and that's an important point you brought up like we don't talk about relationships enough like what they did in one episode was very raw not a lot of people discuss themselves to that detail and so intimately in front of other people. And, but that's kind of the realest way for people to learn. Like if we're not talking about what's really going on with you at that time, like how do you know how to judge relationships? How do you know how to perceive relationships? How do you know how to get over your huddle? If there wasn't an example for you to see or hear, you know what I mean? I grew up in a in a family that is African. Like, we don't talk about dating. What? I got married w- without lessons about dating. <laughs> so it's Dang. like, you, you have to learn the hard way because it's not being discussed at home. It's like, don't even bring it up. Focus on school. Like, boys, what are you, t- we're not talking about boys. We're talking about right. girls. so you get to college and that ends up being your first experience that's a lot because you're dealing with personalities from all over and everybody's had a different life situation before college like and depending on where you go like you don't know what you're gonna get mixed into and who you're gonna get mixed into with yeah that's so true I've seen a lot of girls in college just kind of like fall down a dark path because they didn't really know who they were or really had any values that they could stand by. Um, And it may not have been instilled at home because that's where it's first supposed to be, you know, given to us. Yeah, it is. I'm so happy you bringing that out, um, Karma, because like I there's like two marriages in my family like I've witnessed from a kid up until now those are my grandparents shout out to them love you guys and one marriage well both well actually both marriage they still remain married up until their other half spouse passed away which is dope but at the same time there were some things that happened that I don't necessarily agree with and then there's some things that I noticed like oh like I find out now about relationships where I'm like oh well I didn't see that as an example within what can we talk about it like what stuff would you say that you didn't agree with um with one of the relationships there um there was like a there was like a domestic violence type of situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, they never really like talked to me about it, but it's like, I know. Yeah. That it happened. Like you could see the signs. Yeah. Dang. What do you think is the reason that they stayed together? 
I think the reason why they stay together is because of it seems like to me a lot of times what happens in relationships is you may stay with someone because that person is accepting of who you are or who you were when you got with them and you're scared to be with someone else or trying mm. to open yourself up to somebody else that might see you for exactly who you are and not and not yeah that's real that's what it felt like for me and then like the other relationship seemed everything seems dope like I don't know personal like detailed detailed information about it it seemed like you know they're just a dope relationship but at the same time I felt like well dang like who are (laughs) y'all yeah really it's interesting you say that there's a lot of people that we look up to and in this society they kind of hashtag and try to you know glorify relationships and put a lot of pressure on people that they feel like should be together like for example I was caught up in the Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan journey. Like I could hear the wedding bells for the two of them. I'm like, they are so perfect. Every picture they take, they just look so good together. Oh my God, they're so in love. And then boom, out of nowhere, they break up. What? To us on the outside, we're like, how could this be possible? And to them, it's like, they've had these experiences behind closed doors that we're not privy to that to them, it makes perfect sense. But to us, it's like our whole world crashes down (laughs) (laughs) from this image of what we thought, you know, was perfection. Another example is Michelle Obama and Barack. Like when she opened up in her book and she talked about a lot of the struggles they had in their marriage, like what? I'm like, y'all struggle? Cause y'all look perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I would never think y'all even argue. But come on, that's not real, right? That's not real life. No, it's not real life, and you don't know like what that person or that relationship is going through. All we know is what is shown to us, what yeah. they want to show. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Shout out to them, Lori Harvey and uh, Michael B. Jordan. But. It's hard. I can imagine it must be hard trying to keep a relationship together. I mean, can't you agree, especially being married? Like, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm six years married now, and always been six years. Listen, it's a a mother, mother journey. Okay. Like, (laughs) that ain't no joke. Marriage is work. Like, that's the part nobody talks about. Like, that making it work trying to get to that 20 year trying to get to that 40 year trying to get to that 60 year like you don't understand the two of y'all are sacrificing every day you gotta sacrifice and it's a it's a it's a um give pulls type situation like somebody always got to give and somebody's receiving you understand in order for it to work right and if you get into a situation where two parties are not willing to give like that's when you see divorce. That's when you see, like, you know, separation for long periods of time. Like, that's just what it is. I'm blessed in a situation where I'm with somebody that's like, we're going to rock out. You know what I'm saying? Good, bad, ugly. We're going we gonna to ride together. That's a good feeling. But sometimes we don't talk about, I guess, how low things can go or how trying things can be so when people run into challenges themselves it's so difficult 
sometimes to swallow that they just give up, you know, like F, F this is not worth the energy or it's not worth the time or it's not worth the effort or they're not going to change. They're not whatever. We don't have the, especially in this society, you know, fueled by YouTube, fueled by these videos. We can't stay, keep our attention long enough to, 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 to push a marriage through. Right. So when we don't really understand how much of us we have to pull, how much of us we have to share and be open to just communicating, then you're always going to struggle with that other person because you're not really sharing a mental space together. You're just sharing a life. You're just sharing a house. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like the point now in this day and age, I feel like like let's make us goals. Like forget of all these other people like goals, like relationship goals. Let's make it a goal for it to be us goals. And what I mean by that is whoever you with, whoever you choose to be with, be like, man, okay, like us goals is what it takes for us to be happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not based off of what other people do or say we should do and the us is real important because marriage is a transition you have to divorce you because you no longer move for you and that was a harsh reality for me to swallow like what Mm -hmm. i can't just pick up my ish and leave when i want like what i can't just you feel me like what what you mean (laughs) what you mean i gotta check in what you what you mean you need to know where i am but (laughs) You got to divorce that mentality that you dolo because you're not anymore. You can't move like somebody that's dolo. Like y'all are in it together now. And I know my first probably two, three years, I struggled with that. I struggled with that a lot. I'm like, it's hard. I'm trying to leave. He arguing. I'm not trying to hear it. You know, like, but what does that solve? (laughs) What does that solve? Right. It's, guess what? You got to still come back home and deal with it, right? <laughs> it's still going to be waiting for you when you get home. So as you mature and as you grow as people, get to know yourselves as people, um, you kind of move a lot smoother. I think the mistake a lot of people make is getting married too soon without knowing themselves, who they mm-hmm. are, and what they bring to the table. Yeah. Because I think that's important. When you know what you bring to the table, you know exactly what to look for in a partner. So you don't waste any kind of time. And you have to also understand it's a sacrifice game. So you have to ask yourself, what are you willing to sacrifice? And that becomes your standard. Yeah. And of course, with, uh, it seems like, you know, with a relationship, being in a relationship with a, certain types of people you know there you have to be mindful of what comes along with that like if you're gonna be with a a person that's in like media like all the time like in the limelight like it comes Mm -hmm. at a price to pay for being with someone like that or if you were with a person that's like a pastor or if you're mm-hmm. with a person that's like a teacher or someone that, I don't know, maybe an, an astronaut, mm-hmm. <laughs> anything. If there's always some type of like sacrifice yeah, that you have to make. And that's not like 
necessarily money. That's sometimes time. That's yeah. sometimes, you know, doing a non-preferred activity <laughs> because it makes somebody else happy. Like that, that's the type of stuff I, I mean when I say sacrifice. Yeah. It's funny. I actually had a toxic friendship in high school, but I didn't realize it was toxic until like truths came out. Cause I was friends with this girl and at that time, uh, instant messenger was real popular. AOL instant messenger. Oh, I remember so, that. Yeah. What aim, you know, aim, come on. Yeah. Amy. <laughs> Listen, you go to school, come home from school. Do, 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 do. You know, waiting on it, waiting on it to connect. It's connected. You done, uh, took up the time on the home phone so nobody could reach <laughs> the line while you on AIM logging in to talk to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom used to call me like, I've been trying to reach you for two hours. Get off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> caught up, yo, caught up. But my friend, my so-called friend, who was my best friend at the time, pretended to be this dude and what yes actually pretended to be three dudes four dudes what so you was online you was i was catfished by my best friend oh my god by my best friend that's fucking crazy by my best friend and i used to wonder damn why would when when one logs on the other log in when the other logs off, the other log in. I'm like, damn, they must. This, this shit is like almost perfect timing, but that shit didn't click for me. Like I was naive as hell. I would, we would try to get together, meet up. Oh, we having this game at school. Come to my school this time, whatever. I'd be at the game. He ain't show up. Mm-hmm. Get home, log on to aim. Da, 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 da. Oh, some always came up. Something always came up. And then my best friend started telling these weird stories and just like these weird lies that didn't make sense. Like she said that one of the dudes that I was talking to online, the bro- um, his brother or whatever, mm-hmm. had gotten her pregnant. What? Like, what? Oh hell no! But she ain't she ain't changed. She in high school looking the same. I'm like, huh? Then I'm like, I start asking questions, and she tell me that she had a miscarriage. What? She told she said that she had two miscarriages. As a matter of fact, while we were in high school. Then why do you think she did that though? I think she was a pathological liar. And it's funny because she used to like lie about being abused. She used to lie about all types of ish. I think they do it for attention. She got me, she had me caught up with the drama. I'm feeling so sorry for her. Like, dang, yo, I'm sorry you're going through this. And then I don't know, something clicked in senior year. I was just sitting here like none of this stuff makes sense. Nothing with these dudes online makes sense. The story she's telling me don't make sense. So I just told her, I'm like, yo, was that you? online all them times I was speaking to so and so so and so so and so and so and so and she was like yeah and I was like what so them stories you used to tell me about like you being pregnant or you having a miscarriage like was that all a lie she was like yeah I was like oh my god you are crazy 
I was like, yo, lose my never number, never talk. Like, don't don't let me catch you. I don't want to see you ever again. Right. And I never spoke to her since. But that gal is a pathological liar. And the funny thing is, it wasn't just me she told those lies to. She told those lies to other girls at the school. Had people feeling sorry for her. What? And all the while, it was a lie. A lie. Oh, my God. That's really sad. That some people feel like like it's cool or like it's okay to do that type of stuff. For oh. me, there's three deal breakers in a relationship. If you lie to me, if you cheat on me, or if you steal from me. Because those are three things I can't do. Like, they all revolve around trust. So for me, it basically means if I can't trust you, we can't be together. Period. Point blank. Like we yeah. we we are nothing. Yeah. Dang this relationship talk right now, Karma. Oh my God, this is real. <laughs> I'm not even on the path of really trying to have like no like committed relationship right now. Right now, I do. Yeah. It might come up soon. I don't know, but. <laughs> I haven't really sat down to think about what my, uh, what did you call it? Your deal breakers are, what yeah. my deal breakers are. Yeah. There's so many questions I have. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So many questions. I mean, like, what do you do? Like, I mean, because there's so many people that be like, oh, like, oh boy, cheat on me and they're done. Like, that's their deal breaker. Like, I'm done. But then there's other women that still end up being with that person or a man, which I ain't even gonna lie. I don't know no man that stay with a woman after she didn't cheat. <laughs> that's a tough one for me, girl. That's a tough, that's a tough one for me. If I know your dick been sliding in something else, nah, <laughs> you can't just slide right back into me. No, 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 honey. That's not how it works. And, and I respect the women that still, you know, Respect to them if, if they still want to stay and deal with it. But I personally, you've crossed a personal line. Like, mm -hmm. you defiled us. I'm good after that. I would, rather, I would rather you break up with me or divorce me or whatever and then handle your business. Do what you got to do. Like, I'll have more respect for that than you cheat. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it because I'm like, dang, I see women like that I'm like dang I'm done after that and then I see other women who have gone through that and their spouse end up having another baby and still being with them oh there's women like, that dang. cheat too there's women that cheat too yeah there are women that cheat what you if, know Mimi Leake is in court right now cause she cheated with a married man the wife is now suing Mimi Leakes. really Apparently, Dang. there are certain states where if you are the mistress, the wife can sue you for ruining her marriage. Dang. Yes, yes. Nene Leaks is caught up in that right now, right now. I had, I had no idea, girl. Right now. You got to be careful. Yeah. You got to be careful. And, you know, I respect the women that that didn't know because that's a grimy ass negro if he don't even tell you that 
Yeah. But if you know and you still move forward with the relationship, you a next level kind of hoe. I'm sorry. I got to call it what it is. <laughs> I got to call it what it is. Why? Why are you going to be the home wrecker? Why are you going to be the one to break up a, a family? What if, what, have you ever seen any situations where like a girl stepped out and was married and like got pregnant by someone oh. and then like, <laughs> oh. like how do you, I always wonder like, dang, what do you do in a situation like that? Like you're you're the woman being the woman, and then you get pregnant by somebody. Oh Lord, you! I've heard of those situations before. I heard of those women still passing the child off as their husbands. How about that? Ooh, and the husband not finding out for twenty something years. Dang, dang! Talk about that for a shock. That girl. person that you thought was Dada is not your Dada. Oh man. Talk about that for a reality check. Dang, girl. But what you think about women have children? Like, the fathers don't even know that that's their child, that they have a child. It could be, yo, it could be any type of situation, like that movie on Netflix. You Which seen movie? it? I don't know what it's called. I can't remember what it's called, but the doctor was like, um, impregnating these women and stuff because oh. they were having trouble. They were having trouble conceiving and and everything. Dang, I'm, the fertility I'm, doctor. I saw it. I don't remember the title of it. I know exactly what you're talking about. He fathered several uh, children through his patients. Right. Right. That's some right. sick ish. Yeah, it's crazy. Can you imagine paying tens of thousands of dollars to get pregnant and the doctor impregnates you with his sperm? Girl, that's scary. Especially, let me see what it's, it's called. Our father. That's what it's called. Our father. I haven't um seen it yet. I do need to see it. I know I'm terrible. But my homegirl was telling me about it the other day. And I was like, I don't know if I want to see that mess. Like, I ain't going to lie. It's going to piss me off because it's like you know families like you were just saying karma like trying to you know you pay all this money to get you know to try and get like the sperm to get pregnant and all that and you trust in somebody you know you put your doctor do you dirty yeah while you're laying on the table giving your whole life that's the part that scares me there's only certain career people that scare me doctors scare me and lawyers Mm -hmm. scare me and sometimes cops scare me too. Doctors scare me because we don't know enough about our own bodies mm-hmm. to be able to decipher things for ourselves. So we put our entire trust on a doctor to diagnose us and to tell us what's the cure. That's the scary part for me. I've had terrible doctors and I know plenty of black people had terrible healthcare experiences that we could talk about on another segment. Because yeah. I like to talk about my birthing story. I know as Black mothers, it's not a unique story and it's shameful, but that's the healthcare system. Lawyers, we as people don't know enough about the law. We don't study it to know what our rights are and what is not our right. Had If we did know that, we wouldn't need lawyers and we wouldn't put our 100% trust on lawyers to <laughs> help us get out of some ish. Yeah. That can literally like cost us our entire lives if depending on what the situation is 
So lawyers, I got a deep distrust and they scare me. And then cops, because they're in a position of power and their job is to protect the community. But you put a bad apple in a, in, in a bad department and we've seen what happens. We've seen right. the plenty of bad apples across the country. Oh, yeah. Oof, that could be a whole nother episode. Like, yeah. speaking of that. But, um, yeah, it's crazy out here. Like, there's that's what I'm saying. Like, one day, maybe I will. Maybe I will take that leap of faith and join the party of having a companion like you, Karma. But until then, I'm on the other side. I'm and I think, uh, I think we need, I think we also need to mention, like, we're not for any particular type of lifestyle. Like you do yeah. what's, you know, what's, what makes you happy, you know, what makes you content. Um, I think equally being unmarried is, is an okay thing too. And I think we need to talk, make, talk about that and make sure that that's okay. Like we're kind of programmed to go to, go to school go to college, get a job, get married, have kids, you know, retire, die. (laughs) The next generation does it again and again and again and again. There's no thought about what else you can do with your life. And most of the time, women were not given other options. So I always just like to say, like, it's okay to not be married. That doesn't make you weird. <laughs> like, right. you know yourself. And like I said, marriage is tough. Mm-hmm. If, if people really knew just how tough it was, we probably all wouldn't leap towards it. So it's for those who got the, the strength to endure through it. And if you don't, I think that's okay. Know who you are and live your life. Um, but just live it honestly. That's the most important thing. Yes definitely the most important thing and definitely try to block out the noise of people's opinions about you yes I think think to a certain extent it is okay to care about what people say but not like overboard yeah you know what I mean because I mean ain't gonna lie like I mean everybody in this world at some degree even if they claim that they don't give a fuck like they they care they They absolutely do they care they absolutely do yeah man yeah so yeah I am definitely also agreeing with the whole like marriage thing like I don't know the older I get now I'm like okay if it happens it's cool if it if it's not gonna happen i'm cool with that too absolutely (laughs) it's so funny it's so weird like i've never i never like imagined like no wedding or nothing growing up like i used to always imagine like movie shit when i was a kid oh my god it's so funny i think the institution of marriage is not cool in my opinion in my opinion, and I'm a married person, in my opinion, the institution of marriage is not for women. Like, it's not for our benefit. Mm. It wasn't made for us. It was made with a man in mind. So the only person that really profits from a marriage is the man. Um, That's interesting you say that, though, because 
I mean, me and like a a lot of other people would agree that men feel like the opposite. A lot of men feel like it's the opposite, right? That's why they don't want to get married. One of the reasons. But that's the thing. A lot of those men want their cake, but they want to eat it too. Like they want to have the wife, but they don't want to put 100% effort into keeping her. They want you the family, like the but they ain't trying to change diapers and cook no meals and, you know what I'm saying, run around the house for two, three hours, all that energy. They, it sounds nice. It looks yeah. good on paper, but in reality, what it takes to get there, most of them ain't got this, the heart for it. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And that's why I say you both kind of have to give because you learn that you can't build a life together if you're only thinking about your own interests right so do you when you say that like they want a wife but they don't really like want it do you mean like they want like the benefits of like absolutely yeah steady 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 pussy pretty pussy you know (laughs) absolutely what man wouldn't want that absolutely he ain't gotta go hunt it down every night he know where it's at yeah he know where it's at and where it's waiting when he (laughs) you feel me when he come home (laughs) I guess karma, honestly, like to God, like, yo, I think I'll be low key setting up scenarios in my head that be getting me pissed off. Like, cause I already think in my, in my way, it's okay. Listeners, if y'all disagree with it or not, or if you disagree with it or whatever, it's cool. But I'll be low key feeling like when women have the baby, like they're doing the majority of the work. Facts. Facts. Unless, unless the father had to take over for whatever reason because what if I don't know if the mother was on drugs or if something happened to her or she passed or the mom died during birth or whatever yeah like that that issue is real because that really do happen but there's circumstances where the father got to raise the child and he got to learn just the way the mom learns but a lot of the situations like at my job there was a dude talking about the wife um just um quit the job to go take care of the kid full time. And he's cool with that because to him, he's like, oh, we saved on daycare costs. Okay, cool. But what about her dreams? <laughs> like, cool, y'all saved on daycare, but what about the stuff that makes her happy? You asking her to sacrifice her entire life to raise your child. And that's right. just cool with you. But what, what, did, what did that benefit her? Exactly. Now she's going to struggle all day by herself with that child. And you're not going to understand why she angry at the end of the day, because you're not there seeing how reckless they are. And, you know, you got to put all your energy. You, you, you literally got to put all your energy and your focus. You can't slip up with them. You nope. got nothing at the end of the day. That is a full-time job that it she'll is. get no credit or pay for. It is. Shout out to all the single moms out of the way. Like I was, I was raised, just gonna say, and for I the ones that gotta do it by themselves, my God, yo, ain't like, nobody to tap in and relieve them at the end of the day. It's not. It's not. That's why I'm like, thank you, God. Like, I, it could have been times where I could have ended up being pregnant and end up being in the situation where I would be a single mom. I'm like, dang, God knew what He was doing because I felt like I would be depressed. Yeah, as a you know what I'm saying? Like single mom and like single mothers go through so much shit. Oh my god. You gotta build a next level kind of strength because you've got nobody to fall back on. You only got you. And it's always the single moms that I meet are some of the hardest workers I ever met in my life. Like yeah. 
they'll go through walls because they have to. They have to. Ain't nobody they can lean on. Yeah, for real. I think women should always, if they get into marriage, always approach it. You approach it in the same way a man approaches it. What are you bringing to the table? Yeah. You want to know what you bring to the table. So you're not coming into a situation relying on somebody. I know people that are not married that live together, but they rely on their partner for where they live. Like they ain't got a job. This nigga paying rent. Y'all ain't <laughs> even married. So he could pack up his shit and leave tomorrow. What are you going to do? That's scary. What are you going to do? That's a scary way to live. So yeah. women, I encourage you, uh, f- grab a hobby, pick up a craft, learn a trade, you understand? Learn something that's going to give you freedom and independence because what you need is to be able to take care of yourself if, God forbid, something happens. In my culture, I'm from Cameroon. In my culture, when the wife, uh, the wife's uh, spouse, you know, the husband dies and the husband's family is there at the funeral, Sometimes the same day they're at the husband's house taking it over and kicking the wife and the kids out. Wow. That day, that same day of the funeral, you no longer part of this family. He's dead now. You could go back to your family. Mm. So that's why I say the Institute of Marriage is not for women. It wasn't built for us. It's not a safety net for you. God forbid your husband die or something. You understand? If he didn't have the common decency, courtesy, and love for you to plan that if God forbid something happens to him, you and your children are okay, you don't have a safety net. Yeah. And that's some real ish. That is some real ish. Like, I can't believe they do that, like, in Cameroon culture, Carmen, that's crazy. I didn't know that. It has happened to many a women. It's not a, a a strange occurrence, but it's something that needs to be talked about because that woman raised those kids in that house. That yeah. woman, there was so much love in that house. Like you have no right, whoever you are, family or not, to come up in her house and say that it is now yours. Right. And that she gotta go. Dang. It's also popular in my culture for men to have either multiple wives or you know a wife and mistresses, and it's acceptable. I don't accept that ish. Like I said, that's one of my principles. Yeah, and I'm so strong on it because I witnessed it as a kid. Right. Not, Speaking. not necessarily in my own home, but I've definitely witnessed it. But you witnessed it. Speaking of that, speaking of that though, you know the um comedian, what's his name? Michael. The guy, he's with this um Asian woman, beautiful. I'm trying to remember the name. <laughs> Sorry, guess <laughs> listeners. Uh let me see. But he okay, so he is a comedian he's the guy that was on that friday um movie i can't remember if it was 
Friday or from well, his next Friday or the Friday after next. But one of them Fridays, his name is Michael Blackson, comedian. Oh, very Michael Blackson. Yeah, Michael Blackson. <laughs> he used to be on Wild and Out, Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so recently him and his um, fiance. Yeah, been in the media a lot with uh, you know in regards about their relationship and how like it's open and everything and but she's got to the point where now like she's like done with that but I I feel like with him like maybe he's okay like still okay with it because maybe because it is part of culture like like that he you know how he's been raised yeah probably but you never know you never know my great 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 grandfather was a chief and he had nine wives Mm -hmm. and they lived in a compound each wife had their own compound you know he takes he had children with all nine wives so that side of my family is very, very big. Wow. Um, it's, it's normalized in African culture, man. I, I hate to have to say that, but it is. And it's actually a reason why I kind of had made it up in my mind, like, oh, I'm not, I, I'm not dating an African guy, like whatever, no matter what, I'm not going to marry an African guy. Like, because in my head, I'm like, they always cheat. They always cheat, yo. They always cheat. And it always be something slimy and grimy. Like, you got your family here and you got another family in Cameroon with your mistress. Or like, you in Cameroon with your family and you effing around every time you travel. Or you living in Cameroon and you effing with somebody there. Like, there. Like, you feel me? Like, It was always a situation. Mm -hmm. That made me uncomfortable. Yeah. By the way, um, his fiance, I believe it's Miss Rada, if I'm pronouncing that right. That right. Yeah. Apologies if it's pronounced wrong, but beautiful lady. But I just thought it was interesting to get their take on their relationship because you don't, you know, you don't hear those types of perspectives every day in the media of people being in an open relationship like that trying to make it work yeah but yeah that yeah it could be traumatizing I could imagine karma to you know be raised in that type of culture and be like nah like I'm not trying to mess with this type of guy because I already know you know what comes along with that exactly and it was very um the culture was very domesticated for women. You know, we were taught at a young age how to take care of kids, how to cook, clean, basically prepare you to be a wife to somebody, Mm. preparing you to take care of somebody the rest of your life. Like my mom is my, the first woman in our family to like go to graduate from high school, to go to college, get a degree, because of my culture on her side where they live in the village, like they don't believe in educating girls. Mm. So now if you're just being bred to just be somebody's wife, like how do you live? 
how do you survive? Like, how do you, how do you dream? And then if you become that person's wife and then the very next day or whenever it is that family comes and takes everything that you ever built with this person, who are you now after that? (laughs) You feel me? Like, (laughs) how do you take care of yourself? How do you learn independence? If you already have that coming into a situation, no matter what happens in life, you're going to be all right. But you can't go in there not knowing and being fully dependent on another person for life. Right. Man, that is one of the things, like, I admire about, like, my family that I've been taught is to have my own, like, voice, to, to be independent, to be a strong woman and... I'm saying know who I am, even yeah. though it's taken me a long ass time <laughs> to really narrow it down. But I still like grew up with that type of culture. And of course, you know, I'm small town city girl <laughs> from Cleveland, yeah. But da 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 as gonna bitch would say, it's whatever. <laughs> like you gotta know you before you can you know be with someone else and it's so important and dang the older we get I'm like yeah that that is what it is like you can't how can you give to a situation or be something for someone else if you don't know you or if you're even trying to put on or be be something that you're not just to make someone else happy that's another hard lesson, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time. Because yeah. all you're going to have to do is be yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. And now the question is why you didn't just start from there. Yeah, man. But shoot, what a awesome, awesome topic, man. I would love, I'm so curious to know, listeners, like, what y'all think? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, funk we talking about, like, kicking it with karma like what do y'all think hit us up in the dms on instagram funk you talking about yeah we want to know what is the craziest thing you guys have ever done for love yes 